Hey friends, welcome to The New Activist. My name is Eddie and I get to be the host and I just wanted to say before anything, I hope you're doing okay. I know that these are crazy days and it is unprecedented and it is hard to wrap our heads around what is happening, but just wanted you to know that I am in it with you. I am staying home along with you and all of us here at The New Activist and at IJM. I mean, honestly, we're, we're praying for you and we are here to do all that we can. To that end, we are foregoing a little bit of the normal New Activist kind of release time. You can see we're releasing it in the afternoon. Uh, we're changing the release schedule. You don't care about this, but I, I did. We're hopping into our normally scheduled program to share with you a conversation that I just had with Brandon Harvey. I respect Brandon a lot. Like He's just a, a good person. We have been friends for a long time. And he is a humanitarian storyteller, photographer, and he has this whole brand, this whole world that is about doing good, about looking for the helpers. It's called good, 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 good good.co. And it makes me happy just to say the name, but good, good, good brings you stories focused on the good in the world. Uh, Right now that takes the form of a newspaper and a podcast and a newsletter. I will put a link to all of this in the show notes, but as I have been thinking about how we as the new activist can talk about what's going on in the world, I think we're going to end up having a lot of conversations about this. But today, right now, in the midst of it, when we are figuring out what it means to to shelter in place and to homeschool children and really make sense of a world that is certainly different than it was a month ago, I thought that the place I'd like to start our collective conversation together is by talking about good good that is happening. I I was inspired particularly by at IJM, they've been sharing these stories of hope. And you know, IJM works around the world to end slavery. And the idea has been, you know, we we are going to continue to do that work. We're going to continue to do the work of ending slavery. Um, You know, go back, listen to the Esther series, remember all of that. But right now, like, what can we do? We're going to do all of that, but we're also going to share stories of hope. So they have started just kind of pumping these stories into the world. I'll put that link in the show notes. There's going to be a lot of links today. Show notes are going to be a good resource. uh, And I will also tweet them all out on the new activist social. But uh, when I was thinking about these stories of hope and kind of reading through them and being touched by them, I was thinking about Brandon Harvey and I was thinking about just the fact that he and his team are using this time to find the good in the world. And I wanted us to spend a moment with that and to think through that today. So here is the unedited conversation I just had about 20 minutes ago with Brandon Harvey. Brandon Harvey, this makes me very happy. The last time you were on The New Activist, you you came on the show before you should have, meaning the show is real, <laughs> real teeny tiny. You had no business saying yes to this, but because you are a kind person, you're like, sure, man, I'll appear on your show. The last time we talked, you were still in Nashville and uh, like the good newspaper was I don't believe you had printed the first one yet. I don't I don't think you had. I think it was still cuz we were talking about like how do you find a how do you how do you print a paper? How do you actually yeah. do this? So, before we jump into the good news of the day, which seems like an oxymoron, like how the, how the heck are you doing? What's going on with your life? Man, I I'm <laughs> doing good. I guess that means that if we if we recorded before the newspaper came out, then that means it's been Almost three years because we uh, we launched the the newspaper on Kickstarter three years ago today, uh, and it's been wild. We've been printing good news, <laughs> shipping yeah. it around the world. It feels very weird to be a modern day newsie. 
Uh, yeah. But uh, on a personal note, my wife and I moved to beautiful Portland, Oregon with our dog, Pop-Tart, and oh, we're loving that oh, life. Pop-Tart. I, biking all over the place with my dog i've got a little doggy backpack it's it 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 looks as funny as it sounds <laughs> you, you really are exactly i mean you don't want to live into the portland stereotype but also you 100 percent do yeah <laughs> I, but i love that you're owning it like my dog's named pop tart put him in a backpack off we go biking That's around exactly it in our yeah the last time we spoke i think we recorded the interview early 2017 and it came out in november of 2017 so does mm. that time yeah that feels right uh, that feels right so how has good newspaper from from its from its original idea to where it is now where have you seen it uh, evolved and what has it what has it taught you in the process of creating that that document well i think one of the most exciting things is we've found this community of people who care about what we call real messy hope. So there's a lot of like positivity out in the world right now, a lot of cute videos of 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 puppies and penguins and animals doing all kinds of cute stuff and and things that make you laugh and smile and those are awesome. But yeah. we wanted to dive into this idea, I guess we call the difference uh real good news versus feel good news. So hmm. and you do such a good job of this. We talk about real problems, real issues, real struggles and injustices in the world but then we we never stop there we always go one step deeper and look uh for people who are creating solutions to those problems that's what we want to dive into and you know sometimes it's a little bit less light than you know a puppy video which Mm -hmm. again i love uh but it's i think that is more meaningful and, and at its core i think that it helps us feel it feel it helps us feel more capable of making a difference in the world and and ultimately less overwhelmed and so it's been really cool to find a community who believes in that idea and is 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 excited to dive deep into um in into into that deeper level of hope and so that's mm. been really cool um and then at the bottom of every single page in the paper we always have action steps on how you can get involved mm. and make a difference in the stories you just read. And it's been so amazing to just see our community dive deep into those things and and choose to make a difference with every single issue we, we release. And um, it's it's so cool to see the, the levels of impact that people are able to have just with a little bit of inspiration. Yeah, man, I love it. And I, I love the, um, I know this is a minor point in it, but it actually matters. I love the aesthetic of it, the readability of it. It's just a thing you want to have in your hands and to be present with content and, um, and, and just, and just because of what it is. So I'm just, you've, it's, it's been an amazing thing re- that you've realized. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, okay. So I wanted to talk a bit about like, obviously you and I are just doing this like loose. I just texted you last week and then the interview completely failed because of <laughs> oh, crazy. Because Friday all we of had. our lives are very <laughs> wild right now. Oh, very I, understandably. Uh, yeah. Uh, real life. I texted, I texted you, you know, this, but I, I texted <laughs> on Friday and was like, everything's exploding right now. We're just going to cancel this interview and we're going to try again on Monday. And you were like, no problem. <laughs> I it's, understand. It's such an <laughs> honor to be canceled on by you. <laughs> ah, you're sweet. So, but we are obviously in the middle of, I don't know how to put it. I, I don't know how to over understate it, but in the I, coronavirus <laughs> pan, yeah, pandemic. I've been saying pandemic. I'm like, it sounds 
outrageous to say like, oh, in the midst of this pandemic, I hope you're doing well. Like when I'm sending emails, but it's it's completely accurate. Right. That we are almost becoming moderately comfortable with sitting in this. So I, I'm, I basically am interrupting the normal new activist release schedule because I, I wanted to talk to you a bit um, because there's just this, I have this felt need of in the midst of some really scary, legitimately awful tragedy that is happening around the globe. And that like cannot be overstated. It is, it is really hard. I find myself needing to both be educated in that and to understand the severity and to understand what I need to do, need to do to serve my my family and myself and my neighbors and the world around me. But at the same time, I am in desperate need to find some hope to even just to find some little handholds where I can like grab on a little bit. And you self-admittedly, and this is like you say that you tell the stories of good in the world. And so as the person who is the epicenter of good, (laughs) um, how, are you seeing the good manifest itself in these in these very dark days? I mean, to be honest, it's kind of a funny time because my team, like our job is anytime that there is something tragic that happens in the world, something yeah. that's overwhelming, what we do is is we look for the good in the world. And so mm. when we first started telling stories of of coronavirus and and people creating solutions, you know, a lot of those yeah. stories were, Uh, positive stories coming out of China. And it felt very distant. It was like, oh, that's inspiring. What a beautiful thing. Uh, And and it didn't feel personal at all. And then as as coronavirus started to grow and became a, a, a pandemic and something that we were all kind of constantly thinking about, it became much more real and I, I hate that it, it took it becoming personal for it to matter more, but it, it did it did the search for good took on some urgency when we yeah. uh, when we started to be affected by it. Uh, but the beautiful thing is, and, and it this situation brings me back to my all-time favorite quote from uh, my hero, Mr. Rogers, where he yeah. said, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always yeah. find people who are helping. And what I love about this quote is that she didn't say when there are bad things in the news, turn it off, pretend they aren't happening. <laughs> she she didn't say, hey, pay a lot of attention and get super overwhelmed. She said, hey, keep on watching. Like, Make sure that you're aware of the problems going on in the world. But look just a little bit deeper. Look, mm. because there are going to be helpers. They're on the sidelines. They're in the background of the shot. They are there. You just have to pay attention. And so... It's really easy. I, I mean, to be honest, I am at no risk right now for not paying attention to coronavirus. Like, there's no chance yeah. in the world that I'm gonna like take right. the week off from like paying attention. And I don't think any of us are. It's it's taken over our lives. But I think that we are all at risk of the other end of the spectrum becoming so overwhelmed with looking at the at the car wreck on the side of the road that we forget to look around a little bit more and and see the people who are responding to that car wreck, see the people who are making a difference. And so that's what we've been trying to do all this time is just look for people who are working to create those solutions. I I hear all of what you're saying and I I get it. And I think that at this point, nobody is undervaluing the seriousness of the situation. I think people are responding differently, maybe differing degrees of of intensity and and being scared, but 
like generally we agree this is a thing. Um, I'm curious why it is like, I, I know that it is important to find hope and goodness, but I'm curious, like, what does it do to the process that we're in to actually be paying attention, not just to the severity of the problem, but the, but the hope that is springing up around us? Yeah, I, I think it kind of comes back to this idea of, um, <laughs> it's interesting, our brains actually have this uh, internal negativity bias. Um, this, uh, <laughs> this amazing, brilliant man named uh, Dr. Rick Hansen, we had him on the podcast a few years back, and he blew my mind with this idea that uh, our brains uh, are essentially wired so that bad news sticks to our brains like Velcro, and good yeah. news slides right off our brains like Teflon. And mm. so the bad news we're paying attention to, which again, it's great that we're paying attention to it. It actually is sticking to our brains way deeper than good news is. And we do need that healthy balance. But because of the way our brains are wired, the good news is not sticking. And so it's actually important that we pay more attention to good news because less of it is going to stick to our brains. And there's all kinds of interesting ways that you can get it to stick a little bit more. For me, it's I literally write down the good news that I see. Um, oh. I've got like a notebook that I do that in, or sometimes I just pull up Evernote on my phone. But for others, you can kind of, when you read something positive or you hear about something positive, just close your eyes and meditate on it for 15 seconds. Like that's a beautiful thing. Another way to do that is to talk about it with friends. You know, it's that idea that you don't truly know something until you've taught it to somebody else. And sharing that piece of good news can actually help you absorb it on a deeper level. And so it, it's it's not that we just need good news and not bad news. It's that we have to give good news a fighting chance right now. Hmm. Otherwise, I think we're going to fall into uh, a, a pit of, of overwhelm and, and dare I even say anxiety and depression. Like I, I think that we totally. we're all at risk for that right now. And so we have to be proactive before we get to that point. Man, that is, well, let's practice it a little bit. Um, because I would love to just talk about some of the good that has has stuck and made it through the filters and that has has resonated with you um, and your team as you've been thinking about this. Can you share, I know it's just like a big broad question, but can you share some of the good that, that you've seen? And also, uh, P.S., we'll put any pertinent links in our show notes. So if there's any organizations, charities, that kind of stuff, we can make sure to we, we link and support all that. So what have Amazing. you, yeah, what have you been seeing out there? Man, I'm just gonna like, power through kind of an it. internal list I've been working on. And it's it's actually so beautiful how diverse and unique all of these things are. Um, number one, I don't know if you've seen this, but distilleries are making hand sanitizer with their in-house <laughs> alcohol. They have licenses that allow them to have like high proof alcohol that other people aren't allowed to have. And so they're yeah. using that to make free hand sanitizer and they're providing it to medical workers or uh, nursing homes. I love that. Uh, that's incredible. It's really We're funny. Seeing... And I, I didn't realize the reasoning behind it, that they can have the kind of alcohol that makes hand sanitizer. I thought it's just because they had like big kettles, but no, they <laughs> have the the special level. That's fantastic. Yes. Good one. That's amazing. Well, and interestingly, tangential to that, the, the US government, whatever regulatory body it is that oversees the making of either hand sanitizer or alcohol, they basically made an announcement last week saying, we're not going to prosecute anybody who decides to make hand sanitizer. We're looking the other way. Uh, don't mind us. <laughs> oh, and man. so after that announcement, <laughs> we saw way more companies stepping forward. We saw Budweiser step forward and start doing that. Oh, so my it's, goodness. It's pretty cool to see uh, 
it, it people kind of you know it's bringing back like prohibition but for hand sanitizer so that's it's it's like bathtub (laughs) hand sanitizer which is amazing i love it yeah yeah Um, but it's practical right and and we need it so exactly exactly um uh, another piece of good news, uh, there were four babies last week that were born in a hospital in Wuhan, which is, yeah. of course, the epicenter of the coronavirus, and mm-hmm. they didn't show any signs of infection, and they're remaining healthy today, basically meaning wow, perhaps, anecdotally, infants aren't at risk, and uh, it can't be transmitted from mother to baby, which is like a beautifully hopeful thing because i don't know about you but i'm seeing tons of like birth announcements right now i don't know why and i'm sure we'll be seeing lots more (laughs) birth announcements in the months to come uh but it's that's a very hopeful thing um another thing is um uber eats and other delivery apps have started to waive the delivery fee uh for um independent restaurants basically (sighs) to help them continue to operate as long as possible really increase their margins just a little bit which that's i think that that's really helpful another thing that people are doing is people are buying gift cards to the local restaurants and it it, their eater is calling it i think they're calling it um restaurant bonds so it's the idea of yeah that's cool buying buying an investment into the future of this restaurant saying hey i'm gonna redeem this later but we got to get through this first. And I, and I just think it's worth noting, like I, I have a friend that owns a, a small, uh, you know, restaurant. It's just, it's like one or two shops. And I mean, he, he kind of, he's a really good business person and really savvy. And I said, can you break it down for me? Like, why, why is this so harmful? And he said, you know, most, most restaurants don't have two weeks worth of just cash to pay employees and we are not mm. able to keep it open. And this is a busy season for people eating. We are post-Christmas, post-holidays, this is like the pre-summer spring break. Uh, there's just a lot of consumption that happens here. And he said, it just your general small business can't make no money for two weeks. That's just, yeah. even a very healthy small business can't not make money. And so even if we are conservatively doing a month of lockdown, uh, you know, that's really, he said, you know, it's, and sorry, I do skew negative, but I will bring it back. But the, <laughs> it really is catastrophic for small business. But to the other side, you know, one way that we can really help is like we have to keep eating. So just keep for if it's possible, if you've got the resources, if you've got the money to buy from local businesses uh, who desperately need the help, it really does. It really does keep it open. So that's cool. So DoorDash and Uber Eats and others are waiving some of those fees to the restaurants so that we can safely and easily do that which is amazing amazing it's 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 awesome i love seeing one thing that makes me very hopeful and and of course i'm sure there are exceptions to the rule but there are some companies who are doing very well right now in this time where a lot of other companies are not doing well and those companies i think have a responsibility to uh do more good than others than others because they have more given to them and so it's really cool seeing uber eats and doordash stepping up like that i also hope for things like giving a huge raise to all their delivery workers things like that because uh you know they're putting their lives at risk to bring me chipotle and so uh i think that that guacamole though i mean i'm not saying it's worth it but exactly (laughs) unlock that guac mode um the we've seen people around the country another piece of good news um grocery shopping for the elderly in their community to help them minimize their coronavirus threat and then doing uh, contactless deliveries for them, which is beautiful and amazing. It's such a cool, practical 
thing to do. Yeah. Um, we're also seeing this is kind of newer as I think as of recording, 45 states have completely shut down schools in their entirety. Yeah. And the biggest concern with doing that uh, has always been uh, making sure that kids have the meals that they need. If you're a oh, low income yeah. student and you rely on the meals at school, the beautiful thing is we're seeing tons and tons of stories of school districts, not just offering lunch, not just offering lunch and breakfast, but offering three meals a day to anybody who's under 18 who lives in the region. You know, it doesn't matter if you're homeschooled. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're private schooled. You can show up at the public schools and get stuff. And uh, and that was also kind of cleared by the government to basically start allowing schools to do that too. And so that's an example of, of things working well. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that one in particular, I, I don't know what it is about that, but that it crushes me that that is, that is a reality yeah. for some kids. And I also am just, it makes me cry the other kind of cry, just the happy cry, just the idea that they would, that these school, you know, these lunchrooms would just open up and make sure that kids get fed. It is so yeah. critical. And it's also like for a lot of people listening, it is outside of our purview, purview of understanding because we just, we don't, we are not food insecure, you know, a lot yeah. of us. And, and so, uh, the fact that that was realized, I feel like pretty immediately by at least our local school board and school boards around the country was, um, yeah, it was totally beautiful. And I'm, I'm yeah. glad that they're continuing that. Well, and in a minute, I want to dive into that topic also, if you don't mind of, yeah. of what it looks like to look out for the things that maybe don't affect us. Maybe the things yeah. that, that we don't imme- that don't immediately come to mind because there's so many incredible ways to make a difference right now, but we have to think outside the box. Yes, I I, w- I would love that because one of the follow-up questions is really like so what do we do? How do we yeah. how do we do this? But if you've got any more on the list, let's keep yeah. going through the list and then I'll we'll, just power we'll do, yeah. through a few of these really quick. Yeah. Um so a bunch of landlords are uniting to basically say, "Hey, we're going to give free rent for the next month or two. And of course, not every landlord can do that. Not everybody has the ability. But what a beautiful thing for those who do have the ability to either do that for residential rent. Or Mm. if you... I I saw one quote from a landlord who uh, had commercial properties. And he said, hey, pay your employees first. He's talking to restaurants and businesses. Pay your employees first. If you can pay rent afterwards, go for it. But Mm -hmm. your number one priority is your employees. And I thought that was beautiful. It is. Um, uh, Soccer fans, uh, especially around Europe, are getting refunds for their season tickets. And so many of them have banded together to donate their refunds to local hospitals to help them buy the supplies that they need, the PPE that they need uh, to care for people in the coming months. And I, I freaking oh. soccer fans are amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I do too. That's incredible. Um, you probably saw this in your neck of the woods, but Disney is donating excess food to food banks during yeah. closures, which is amazing. You know, they're going to make the food anyway. They probably already bought <laughs> tons. Crazy uh, amounts. And- yeah. And so it's really cool that, you know, they're directing their excess. Again, as a company that's probably doing fine, you know, I'm not going to cancel my Disney Plus membership. Um, yeah. The, you know, they are are paying it forward and that's amazing. Yes. Um, of course, we saw countless NBA players donating tons of money to um, arena staff and NBA uh, employees who, you know, because of the games being uh, postponed and suspended, uh, are out of work. And that's yeah. amazing and an incredible way to make a difference. Um, 
And then we're also seeing technology companies like Zoom and Loom and all the other video conferencing <laughs> things start giving away free video conferencing to schools. And I have already talked with teachers who say that that's making a huge difference for them to not even have to worry about like, oh, we've got to like sign new contracts and stuff. No, they just right. get to like have their classrooms on Zoom and it's chaos and very yeah. cute. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, uh, pr- like the personal protection um, things like masks and uh, scrubs and things like that in the U.S. we're running really low on those right now, and right. part of that is because manufacturing was stopped in China last month, and mm. part of it is just because there's so much demand spread out across such a big country. And sewers, people who have sewing machines across the United States, are working together to create uh, more of this, uh, which is amazing. It's it's a step down in quality from. Uh, the traditional medically okay stuff, but it's perfect for, you know, maybe people who aren't exactly working with coronavirus patients, but are still in the hospital working on important cases, or maybe people who are uh, working in nursing homes. It's, uh, it's an amazing thing to see people coming together using their unique skill set to make a difference. And then I guess lastly, on a governmental level, we're seeing uh, China, now that they're kind of out on the other end of this, I don't know if you saw, but China's yeah. already opened up 500 movie theaters again. Like, life is getting back to normal slowly. And, yeah. you know, there's still plenty of work to be done there, but uh, the, but they're on the other side of this largely. And it, first of all, that's hopeful that we can get there as well. But uh, the beautiful thing is they just donated... Let's see here. They donated 1,000 respirator machines, 2 million masks, 20,000 medical suits, 50,000 test kits to Italy as a thank you to Italy for its help during China's initial outbreak. And uh, they also have donated, um, uh, they've also donated a number of these to African countries to kind of uh, help, uh, help provide them with everything before coronavirus even hits. And then they're also uh, donating to the United States as well. And I love that. I love seeing that, you know, a country who is incredibly impacted by this first before everybody else, now that they're out on the other side, they're helping others. Yeah, this is, this is changing. I don't know what it's changing, but it's changing something, isn't it? Like there will be, there are, there are different borders. There's different tolerances on the other side of this that I, I really feel in my soul hopeful won't ever go backwards. Like we're going to be a, a smaller, big world. I, I hope because it's just, this is the first time we've ever been in something all together and on the same team. I think. Oh, right? That's is that- so true. Cause a lot of people are likening this to world war one or world war two where yeah. you know it really brings Americans together or it brings a few nations together, but you're so right. We all have a common enemy. <laughs> Right, which is not it's not people (laughs) right and right and unfortunately we have to have an enemy but that's i mean that's storytelling that's it's everything there's always a good and evil but this time we're all on the side of each other which i just Mm. i'm i know we're still in the midst of it but i'm wondering what that does for a world um i want to take some time a a couple things first of all thanks for just compiling and burning through that i feel like i want to I, I like want to listen back to it because I want some of that stuff to stick. I don't want it to fly by. I want it to stick. Um, but y- you and your team are continuing to churn out this kind of this kind of knowledge for us. This good knowledge. Can you tell us? I know you're not here to pitch, and you're so great about it. But can you tell us 
the best ways to interact with the material that you're you're um, you're curating for us. Yeah, so we've been sharing tons of good news content every single day on our Instagram. It's yeah. my favorite thing about our Instagram is that obviously there's the share button on Instagram, and so yeah. not only can you just like consume good news by following us, but if you feel like your community, your friends need a little bit of good news in their feed. Uh, then you can just post it to your story. And that's yeah. amazing. We're seeing like literally not to like get weird about numbers and stuff, but like every single one of our posts about coronavirus is getting a minimum of 2000 shares right now, which yeah. is, it's, it just makes me so hopeful that good news is like getting out into the world right now when we need it most. And so that's mm. one amazing place. We also are doing roundups of good news every single week via our email good newsletter, which is at our website. And then this is my favorite thing. This is what I'm super excited about. Uh, so obviously we talked about the good newspaper that we've been making for three years, our print yeah. newspaper filled with good news. Um, we, in the middle of this pandemic, we realized, hey, people really need good news right now. What what can we do to make a difference? And so yeah. we decided to make the good newspaper free and available to anybody who wants it. So basically you can sign up and become a good, good, good member and you get your first month free and we'll ship you a free newspaper. We'll pay for the printing, the production and the shipping ourselves. And then you can totally cancel after that. We like literally no strings attached. Just get your newspaper, get it in the mail, have something hopeful to read while you're in quarantine. Um, and it's just our gift to you. And that's available at our website, goodgoodgood.co. Um, and so all of those things are great, but like definitely get yourself a free newspaper and share it with other people as well. Man, I love that. And I'm, I'm going to say an embarrassing thing to you and I'm just going to be very, <laughs> I have never subscribed to your paper and I'm going to tell you why. And it's a terrible reason. It's because everywhere I go, it's always on coffee tables. And I just always like, <laughs> That's oh, amazing. cool. The, no, it's not. Nope, not for your whole life and for everything that you're trying to do. So I just, I just clicked and just did the thing, and then I realized I needed to pay more attention. So I'm about to enter in my email and do it. <laughs> so I both apologize and I am on board, and I cannot wait to see my name in the next paper whenever that happens. Right? I, don't I get, I'm, I'm. Don't so I get my honored. name in it? No, you're sweet. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you become a member, you get your name in the paper. And yeah. uh, full disclosure, we printed the issue we're about to send out to people. We already printed like a few weeks ago. So yes. your name is not going to be in that one. That's the weird part about print. But your name will be in a future one. Right. And then you'll get to open it up and, and see your... Uh, see eddie koffeltz yes well thank you and i'm really sorry this, this should have happened forever <laughs> ago i am the worst but i also felt like if i was able to absolve myself on a podcast um and not edit it out then maybe that will help um listen i, I want to <laughs> i want to do the last thing what do we do to help because we're kind of mm. stuck in the house and everything's weird and it's actually hard to know how to practically be helpful um and so can, do you have any? Do you have anything? <laughs> I'm like trying yeah. to figure it out because like well, there's the money to be given. So cool, we give a lot of money. But what do we do? How do we help? Yeah. Well, so first and foremost, the fact that you're sitting in your house is the number one way you can help right now. Because oh, yeah. personally, I'm operating as if I have coronavirus. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not operating as if I'm scared of catching it. I'm operating as if I have it because people go for they can go up to 14 days without knowing they have it. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm trying to protect as many members in my community as possible. So I'm just yeah. buying groceries once every week or two weeks. I'm uh, being really intentional about, you know, keeping six feet distance when I take my dog on a walk. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, so you are doing the number one amazing thing. Um, right. Number two, 
we uh, we absolutely have the ability to donate to organizations and make a difference. I think that that's a really uh, cool thing, and and I think this is a really cool opportunity to think outside the box. You know, I think that um, you know for the, the for those of us like myself who don't have kids, uh, you know, I didn't at all think about the fact that kids uh, may not have meals because they're home from school, and mm. so. Uh, we at Good 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 recommended donating to Feeding America, which is an amazing, you know, national collection of uh, food banks. And what's amazing is when you donate money to Feeding America instead of like a can of food, like if you buy, if you give them a dollar, they can buy like 15 cans of food because they get really good deals. Or not only that, they have like deals with farmers that get you know, amazing organic produce that's like leftover from their batch. Like they, they can make a, a dollar go a long way. So that's an amazing organization to donate to. But, you know, that, that's one of the big things that people are talking about is like the, the food insecurity side of things, which of course is important. But I, I've been trying to think a little bit outside the box. And so I've been kind of processing through a few of these things in the world of coronavirus, I know how I'm affected. I know right. how the people in my life are affected. But what about the people who are a few degrees removed? And so hmm. I've been asking myself, like, how are refugees being affected by this? And then I found out that, you know, Preemptive Love is doing amazing work uh, where, you know, that, I mean, there's, there's refugee camps in Iraq right now that uh, the larger organizations have stopped providing aid to because you know it wasn't safe for them to go in and so preemptive love is prepackaging these meals and and dropping them off for families there and uh keeping it all sanitary and it's amazing and you can donate to them um what about my neighbors who are homeless right yes, now like yes. what do they need and so outside of the world of donating you know uh, I've been uh, calling my representatives, my local city officials, which, you know, their their offices are still picking up the phone because they're, you know, they're not the president. They're not a senator. Uh, they they are, are small time. And so I can say, what are you doing to support my neighbors who are homeless right now? And so <sighs> in Portland, at least, they're putting hand-washing stations around town. They're putting uh, more bathrooms around town because, you know, members of the homeless community aren't able to go to restaurants to use the bathroom anymore. So they're, they're doing what they can to make a difference. I think that other communities are passing out more hand sanitizer, things like that. Um, how are women who are the victims of human trafficking, um, like, they're, they're at greater risk for coronavirus right now just because of the nature of what their day-to-day lives unfortunately look like like how can you support organizations who are fighting that like IJM you know how can you help you know make a difference in that way um also asking ourselves you know what happens to the pets uh when their owners get coronavirus and also what about pets who are in animal shelters um you know they've got fewer staff there to help them get exercise they've got fewer staff there to support them like what if we all fostered pets? You know, like there, there's some interesting ways to think outside the box that don't take money. Um, and then also yesterday was World Water Day. Um, you know, what if providing clean water to communities in developing countries is more important now than ever? You know, mm. because it not only helps make sure that uh, you're, that women are getting educations and that communities are drinking clean water and are more healthy and that children 
uh, don't grow up stunted, but also now it it lowers the community risk for um, coronavirus. You know, w- what does it look like to uh, to to pay attention to all of these different ideas that you know we care about? You know, week to week, as people who are in the new activist community, but how can we look at it through this lens of of coronavirus and see how some of these problems are getting worse because of it, but we can step up our impact in weird uh, and unique ways and and ultimately make a bigger difference. And so it's, I mean, it, it's it's a big question, ultimately. It's a big idea. You know, yeah. how do we make an, a difference right now, especially when so many of us are, are maybe concerned about our own finances or our own jobs. Um, but I think that there's some beauty in thinking a little bit outside the box and thinking about, you know, people who have different experiences than us and and finding creative ways to uh, make a difference. And then after that, sharing those with other people. I think there's some incredible room to to share those with people and inspire people uh, to make a difference because ultimately, I fully believe this. When we step forward and try to move the needle for good, even in the smallest way, even if it's just sharing something on social media or... Um, or calling your elected representative or donating five bucks. When you do that, it unlocks something in your brain and you feel more hopeful. You feel more capable of, of making a difference and you no longer feel helpless. And that's what I wish for everybody right now is that we would all not feel helpless, that we would all know that we have the ability to make a difference. We can't create the cure for coronavirus, most likely. We can't stop this thing from spreading globally. But what we can do is we can make some people's lives a little bit better. And if we all do that together, we're going to get through this. We're going to feel more united at the end of this. And we're going to look back on this time as a great uniting factor instead of a dividing factor. Man, I love you, buddy. I appreciate that so deeply. And that should be the final word. But I will say the hope with this conversation is not that it's just like, hey, here it is all condensed into one, but that this launches all of us that are listening as we continue to walk through this together on a process of learning and helping and sharing. So uh, make sure that you are fully on the good, good, good train, Uh, subscribe, following all social share with us like let us know what you're doing let us know how we Please. can share it we'll retweet it all the good stuff share with Absolutely. us links like there's no other purpose for social media really <laughs> than to make sure that we just know what each other's doing and see how we can be helpful so please everyone share with uh with uh you know with Brandon's team and with our team and we will um just w- would love to see all of that um I mean I'm just so grateful for you thanks for I know you are busy and I know you've got a lot going on and thanks for in the midst of all this coming and just sharing, just sharing hope and allowing us to find a hand hold in something other than the, than the, you know, the scariness of the day. Well, I'm so grateful for you and your incredible community who is just full of difference makers. And truly, I cannot wait to hear the stories of how everybody listening is making a difference. And, you know, the, the ideas that you and I just talked about are so, you know, it's it's just a, a, a tiny piece of the pie. And so I cannot wait to hear so many more inspiring ideas on how we can all unite to make a difference. How we can all unite to make a difference. Love that. Super grateful for Brandon Harvey. Links to everything. Good, good, good. New activist social, their social, 
some of the organizations we talked about, all of it are in the show notes. Would love for you to spend some time just trying to immerse yourself in the good. I, I know that that's what I'm going to be doing. Hopefully that's a helpful practice for you as well, even as we face a lot of uncertainty and things that may not be so good and hopeful. Also, do make sure you go to the sharing stories of hope area on IJM link in the show notes. I just, it's been helpful for me to read through those things and maybe it will be the same for you. Thanks as always to Prop for scoring the show, to you for listening. And, you know, at the end of the show, we usually say with that, we go back into the world. And while that's not totally true, we're not really going to leave our house. I do hope that we can together go out into the world and be the kind of helpers that we hope to find. Thanks for listening. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. Take care, friends.